Let's all please turn. Let's all please turn to the book of John. Well, it's a great book. Let's turn to the book of John, chapter 18, verses 33 through 37. As we turn to the book of John, chapter 18, verses 33 through 37, Let's please stand to honor the reading of his word, if you don't mind. And it says in John 18, 33 through 37, it says, Again, Pilate entered the praetorium, called Jesus and said to him, Are you king, the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, Are you speaking of your own accord? Or did others tell you about me? And Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation. And the chief priest handed you over to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight and I would not be handed over to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. Therefore, Pilate said to him, then are you a king? And Jesus answered, you say correctly that I am a king. For this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to bear witness of the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. And I will, too. October the 1st, 1971. There was a place that was opened up. That was 51 years ago yesterday, in fact. And that was a place called Disney World. Maybe you've heard of it. I don't know. A few people have. <laughs> now, I may not like the way Disney is now, but I did for a very long time. It was a classic Disney. I enjoyed it. But uh, that was 51 years ago. So for this whole year, they've been celebrating the 50 years of Disney, Disney World. And it was in 1955 that California opened up Disneyland. So I remember in 1971, I don't remember that. Of course, it went around just yet. had a whole other five years until I came around. But Disney World was the place that I first went to 40 years ago. 40 years ago this year, I went to uh, Disney World for the first time. Very much enjoyed it. And I went with my family. Loved Disney World very much. I remember going there, and there was uh, four places in Disney World that we went to. Because uh, in Disney World, there was four lands that they would have. First of all, you had Main Street. Main Street is based off a place actually here in Missouri, just a couple hours away, uh, in a little town called... Uh, Marceline, and that's where their main, where Walt was, he grew up, and so that's where Main Street's based off of the Main Street there. But either way, there's four lands in Disneyland and Disney World. One of the lands is called, and I'm going to tell you all about all four of those lands. One is called Tomorrowland. Maybe you've heard of it, Tomorrowland. That's about the future and that kind of science type stuff. Then there's Fantasyland. Fantasyland. That was always my favorite. It was all about the fun and the imagination and all of the films and such. I enjoyed that because it had rides based off of that kind of stuff. And then there was Frontierland, and that was about the American West and the historic times. I enjoyed that. And then there was Adventureland, and that was about adventures basically around the world, things like that. And that's where they had uh, things like Pirates of the Caribbean, things like that. I enjoyed that, too. Today, uh, today's title of the sermon, don't worry, it's not really about Disney, although I got to tell you, as a kid, I received this. And uh, once in a great while, I'll take it out and put it on. And uh, I received it from my father. This was his. And uh, I think it looks pretty good on this head. But don't worry. 
I don't intend to preach wearing, although it, it might look cute on my head and this tie looks good, has all these posters that they have around the Disneyland, Disney World. These are posters of the uh, uh, of the rides and things. I don't intend to wear this there in the sermon. I don't think it would look too very good. <laughs> but either way, either way, the title of today's sermon is not the Magic Kingdom, as Disney World is also known. It is the Majestic Kingdom, as God does have one. But we're going to talk. We're going to talk about different lands, different lands that people seek. Different lands based off the lands that I mentioned just now, based off that. As far as there are people who seek certain lands in our life, the lost and yes, even saved. People based based off those names, people seek those types of lands. They do in their life. They seek after the ones that now it'll be in a different order in which I mentioned a while ago, but we talked about adventure land, frontier land. Fantasyland, Tomorrowland. Now, why am I mentioning this? Is it because of the anniversary? Not at all. Because to be truthful, I didn't even know. I had no idea until I was already doing all this, and I just happened to look that up, and it happened to be the 51st anniversary. I had no idea. I don't base stuff off that. Truth is, it just so happened to be that. But in truth, there are a lot of people who seek adventure in life, always seeking adventure. Now, I'm not necessarily that kind of guy. I'm not like adventures in films and stories and all that. And the Bible has plenty of adventure, let me tell you. But I'm not one who seeks that frontier. People always seeking some new frontiers. Okay, I mean, like sci-fi show that talks about the final frontier. But I'm not the kind seeking new frontiers necessarily. Fantasies, okay. I like shows with fantasies, but I don't necessarily need fantasy in my life. Uh, tomorrow, okay, I know what tomorrow brings. We'll talk about that in a moment. But there are people who seek a new tomorrow. And we'll talk about that now. So the adventure land that some people are seeking adventure in their life. Many people in this world, the lost mostly I'm talking about, they seek adventure. Many in this world, many of the lost seek adventure in their life. They seek adventure and excitement because that's what adventure brings, excitement and joy and thrills. Usually when we're talking about the lost, seeking these things, we're talking about people who are seeking things of the flesh. They're seeking adventure and excitement and thrills. And people all have their own idea of what adventure is. I remember as a kid, I always wanted to seek some kind of excitement. As a kid, I'd find my own excitement, whether it be through, uh, I remember cartoons or comic books or even action figures. I'd come up with my own idea of what it's going to be. And then through video games and through new movies or whatever, and I would even draw my own adventures. I would go out on the bicycle and try to find in my own imagination type of an adventure that I could come up with. Problem is, if there's truly adventures, there's always danger. And something I didn't want the danger. I just wanted the excitement. So I didn't really want an adventure. I wanted an imaginative adventure. But people seek adventures in life all the time. They want excitement and joy and thrills, but it's usually through the flesh in their own way. And there's danger in that. And that's what the world does all the time. And we see it through the Bible. We saw people in the Bible do it all the time. We saw it through the Bible all the time. We saw that when Jacob was seeking his own way, it went wrong. When Samson was seeking his own way, it went wrong. When he wasn't seeking the Lord, he was seeking his own way, it went wrong. Because when you don't seek God's way, but your way, things go wrong. Then there's the frontier. People are always seeking new frontiers, new lands. Well, we saw just last week, we saw people going their own way through lands. People trying to seek land, 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 wanting new lands, new countries, new things. 
seeking new frontiers. Well, while seeking new adventures, many times this needs new frontiers. And in, in this sense, we're not necessarily talking about new lands, but we're talking about new lifestyles, new jobs, could be new riches, new treasures beyond our imagination, new fleshly frontiers, things we could, couldn't possibly imagine. New and sometimes, and yes, sometimes, and yes, sometimes, new false spiritual frontiers. People seek it all the time. One of the things I see all the times in documentaries, I watch documentaries. Usually documentaries about famous people. And sometimes it might be rock and roll people we've heard of, Elvis or whoever. Sometimes it's people from sports, you know. Sometimes it's people, wrestlers, whoever, because I watch wrestling and things. Sometimes it's actors and other things. And a lot of times you see these people, they have a lot of money. And when they have a lot of money, they start seeking truth, but it's the wrong truth. And they seek things. And a lot of times they start seeking truth and adventures and go to new frontiers seeking some kind of adventure, but not the, the truth of the Lord. No, 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 no. That's just too much. They go to new frontiers, you see, a new frontier. They go to a new frontier and they try to go to these false religions. And, oh, it's so sad. Who are you to say what's true, Pastor Philip? Well, I'm not. I'm not. I don't try to tell you what's true. What do I do? What do I do? I go to the Lord because I can't tell you what's real. Only God does. Only his word. That's why I go to his scripture. You see, I was mentioning Disney World, Disneyland. You see, when you go into these lands, and, and by the way, you, you do the same thing when you go to other parks, other places. You go into to World of Fun, and by the way, I still have one from the 1970s. You get a map. The map tells you where to find everything. When you go to Disney World, you get, unless you've been there 100 times, if you try to find everything, because they're always adding new things, if you go there without a map, you will most likely get lost. If you don't know where everything's at, you will get lost. You'll find yourself walking through things, looking through things in the same way at the World of Fun or even in the mall. When you go into the mall and you want to find what's a mall? We don't have those anymore. But if you try to find a place, this is why thank goodness for the new phones. If you're trying to find a doctor's office, if you've never been to or trying to find a place and you want to go to, thank goodness you can pick up your phone and say, I want to find a blah, 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 blah. Well, you can find your blah, 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 blah that you're looking for because of the map. But in Disney World or wherever you're at, if you're looking for something, you need a guide. The Lord helps us find what we need to find through his word, through the Holy Spirit, which we'll get to in just a moment. But a lot of people, a lot of people want to find a new frontier, new lifestyles, new jobs, new riches, new treasures. They want to find things beyond the imagination, fleshly treasures, fleshly frontiers fleshly things that only they can imagine. Not what God's trying to show you. False, spiritually false frontiers. Let's now turn to the book of Matthew. To the book of Matthew, chapter 6. You can search treasures all over the place. But let's see what Jesus has to say about this in the book of Matthew, chapter 6. As we read verses 19 through 22, excuse me, 21, I misspoke. 19 through 21 tells us this, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy 
and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, where thieves do not break in nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You see, folks, it's okay to have things here, but I've had people break in and steal things before. Oh, it could break your heart if that's where you put all your treasures. But praise the Lord, my treasures are I, okay, I have things, but my treasures are not these things. My treasure is in the Lord. My treasure's in the Lord. You see, people try to put their treasures here on earth, but our frontiers can't be in the things, can't be in our jobs, can't be in the people. We may love them, but our treasures have to be in the Lord, have to be in the riches that he gives us, the spiritual riches and things like this. Our frontier that we have is not what's here on earth and the places we can go. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It can't be the lifestyles. Neither our frontiers have to be something completely different. The next land that we're going to talk about is the fantasy land. Oh, there's fantasies all over the place. Fantasies, people like to imagine. They like to imagine. Oh, I have an imagination that God has given me, and God has helped me to use it to serve him, to teach children about the Lord Jesus. Oh, I'm using my art and other things. And I love an imagination. People say, imagination can't be used of God. Oh, yes, it can. Oh, yes, it can. God gives us a message. Where do you think these songs we just sang, where do you think they came from? God's given people wonderful things. If you have an imagination, use it for the Lord. Don't let your imagination run wild on you because it can. But if you allow God to use your imagination, and I'm telling you true, if you allow God to use your imagination, and, and I'm telling you, I, I can see a, a young artist right here. I'm looking at him. This young artist right here, Freddie, I'm talking to you, buddy. You little imaginative little artist you god can use your imagination and your skills for him i'm telling you, i know because i was in your place at one time right here in, in the church right in the middle of a sermon i would start drawing pictures of the lord and god would help me god would help me in the middle of a sermon to draw things the pastor was talking about and it, it would help me my imagination would start going wild and the lord started using that to take a vacant but here's the thing we're not to let our dreams to come true unless your dreams and your dreams and your treasures are to be to follow God. Because I know when you're a young child, your imagination probably is thinking, well, that's got to be boring. Because when you hear the Bible being spoken, and I understand that, by the way, God understands it too. You probably think it sounds boring to hear a, a large, balding pastor talk. I can understand that. You'd probably rather be watching something on YouTube or something. I understand that. But here's the thing. There's nothing boring about the Lord. God created all things. Your imagination is nothing compared to what God can make. And all that you have in your imagination, all that was given you by God. Use it for him. I'm telling you, your fantasies are nothing, nothing, nothing but, uh, compared to what God can make. But the things that we try to imagine, the things and fantasies, those things that we imagine all that, those a lot of times are distractions. They're distractions from the devil. Distractions, the imaginations and the things that we try to think up of, of that we were going to, to do and all that. It's a distraction from the devil, a distraction for the lost, and yes, a distraction for Christians too. There's nothing wrong with having an imagination. There's nothing wrong with fantasies. As long as it's not, listen, as long as it's not getting in the way of what God has for us. And I know. Because I've had my fantasies. You know it. I've told you a hundred times before. 
I wanted to, I mentioned at Disney. I wanted to be a Disney animator when I was a young man, but that didn't happen. You know why? Because God told me he had something else for me. Folks, I wouldn't change it for a million dollars. Oh, Pastor, you say that now. No, 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 no. I wouldn't change it for a million dollars. You know why? Because no amount of money, no amount of money, no amount of money on this earth can even come close to the treasure that God has for me. Amen. Amen. Because listen, if right now I was a Walt Disney animator, I'd be stuck in a woke nightmare. You hear me? Oh, I'd be stuck in a woke nightmare. But what I'm trying to tell you is I wouldn't be stuck in that place right now. I would want to be here preaching and teaching the word of God. I'd rather be here preaching and teaching the word of God, even with a small amount of people or a large amount of people or whatever, doing that than being there hearing lies of the devil. Where pe- Look, I'm not trying to teach to talk down to people who love Disney. Okay, whatever. Mickey Mouse is not charging me. Oh, no, no, no. Neither is anybody else except the Lord God in his truth, not the lies of this world. I'll say it again. Not the lies of this world. Amen. Because that's the fantasy. The lies and distraction of Satan is the fantasy that peoples are blinded by. Listen to what it says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 19, verse 21. There are many plans in a person's mind, but it is the counsel of the Lord that will stand. Amen. And then there's tomorrow. I'm into Tomorrowland. Now, anyone who's ever seen anything like that, it's all about the future. I remember first seeing it, and there was rockets and everything else. I kept thinking, oh, I can't wait to see what it's going to be like in the future. And I remember... Another thing that they have is a place called Epcot, which opened 40 years ago today, I believe, at, or something to that effect, or in August or whatever. But anyway, 40 years ago, it opened up. All I know is that it was all about future, 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 future. And they talked about things. I said, I don't know if we'll ever see that. They had this one thing that seemed so outrageous, so like a Star Trek movie. And it had people talking on the phone, seeing each other on a screen. Can you imagine something so silly? People talking to one another on the phone, seeing each other on a screen like a TV. I can't imagine that ever coming true. But it's here it is. People talking to each other on the phone. There's other things they had. They had, uh, okay, some things haven't come to be, but some things have. Very true that we see all the time now. People's phones that they could carry around, which they're doing all the time now. And they, this is back in the, the mid-80s when I went. But things that happen all the time, future, future, it seems so unreal. And here it is. It's so real. But people have their own plans of what tomorrow is going to bring. Only God knows. Only God knows. Only God knows what tomorrow is going to bring. People always have a plan for what they're going to do. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to do Only God knows. So if we follow God, we don't have to worry. Because God's going to plant our his plans in front of us, and we follow him, all's going to be well. Now, some people think that the Bible is all fantasy, as we said before. Some think that the Bible and heaven is all fantasy, and there is no Bible or no uh, heaven, and that the Bible is all make-believe. But don't listen to them. I know they tell you that. I see it on TV. I want to follow them. You don't have to answer to them. Yeah, but, Pastor, I work with some of them. But, Pastor, some of them people are my family. Okay. Okay. 
I'm sorry you have to talk with them. All right. You may have to have a boss that talks down about the Lord. That is a shame. But here's the thing. They may be the people that, that you have to deal with at your job. And you can be kind and all that jazz. But here's the thing. They're not your boss. They may be the people you talk to at your job, but they're not your boss boss. Your boss boss, that means the one you answer to all the time, is the Lord God. He's the one you're going to have to answer to when you go to heaven. The guy that you talk to at your job isn't the one you have to talk to every night. He's not the one that you have to talk to and think for your food. No, 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 no. Okay, so he might be the one that hands you your paycheck, but he's not the one that you, you, you think for your food when you, when you pray at night. He's not the one you're going to have to answer to when you get to heaven. He's not. So don't worry about all that. Oh, but I see this neighbor and he's mean and he says that God's not real. Oh, but that's between him and the Lord, not you and the Lord. Don't worry about those people. You just think about you and the Lord. That's all you got to worry about. Listen to what it says in the book of James. Book of James chapter 4, verse 13 through 16. Listen to this now. Listen to what it says. James 4, 13 through 16. Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go into this city, spend a year here, there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas, do, excuse me, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? It is just a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. It said you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you are rejoicing in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Listen, all such rejoicing is evil. Only God is in charge of what we're going to do. I told you before, I planned on being a Disney animator. It didn't happen. I also wanted to be all sorts of other things. A football player. It didn't happen. I wanted to be a professional wrestler. It didn't happen. I wanted to be uh, a comic book artist at Marvel or DC Comics, DC preferably, and Marvel, I like them both, didn't happen. Guess what? That's okay. God had another plan. I'm okay with it. My health wouldn't allow other things. God was in charge. God knew my health. God knew other things. I'm not mad at God for allowing these things to happen. I'm glad because he kept my mind out of the way of these other things that would have blocked me from God's will, not my will, but his will. Praise the Lord. Because God knew, God knew that I had an adventure land to go through, a completely different adventure land that would have been an adventure in this world, but an adventure that he had set out for me. You see, life in God's plan is an adventure. And when we are in an adventure that God has for us, yes, we have an enemy. And that enemy is Satan. You know, in every adventure movie, just this morning, I was thinking about one of my favorite adventure movies of all time. Which is now involved with some of Disney stuff, but I'm thinking of uh, Indiana Jones, one of my favorite adventures of all time, right? And you always have an enemy, doesn't matter who, they're always after stepping in your way. You know, every adventure movie seems to have an enemy of some sort. You remember the old James Bond movies, there's always an enemy, always some enemy in your way. Well, folks, we always have an enemy too. And our enemy is the enemy of the Lord God, Satan. Satan steps in your way, but it's not because he wants to stop you. He doesn't care about you. It's because he wants to step in the way of God. And Satan uses people of his will. It's not because he cares about them. He doesn't love them. But they don't even know what they're going to do. 
Satan wants to stop them from being used of God and going to heaven. Those people are not your enemy. No, they're not. The people of this world are not your enemy. Satan is. He's using those poor lost folk as pawns. As pawns. Pray for them. That doesn't mean step aside and let him run all over you. No, it just means pray for him. But you fight the enemy, Satan, by letting God fight through you. That's what we do. But you're in an adventure. You're in an adventure by living for the Lord. You most certainly are. Think about David. What an adventure. Always running for his life. Always running for his life. Always running. And Saul was used. Oh, yes. Saul was definitely used of the devil. Who could have been used of God, but chose not to be. Think about all the adventures David was on. Not just David. There's many, many others. Elijah, Elisha, Moses, many. You could go through just about one out of every 10 names or so, and you could throw it and land on one in the Bible, and there's an adventure. Amen? Amen. And you're the same way. Your life is an adventure when you live for the Lord God. If you're not living for the Lord God, your life is an adventure, but not in a good adventure, an adventure of the world. But in the Bible, there's lots of good adventures when you're following the Lord God. In fact, let's read 2 Corinthians 2.14. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says this. Now thanks be to God always causes us to triumph in Christ. Through us reveals the fragrance of his knowledge through the adventures that we live. God is successful. Not us. God. He's successful in those adventures. No, we don't think you're successful. We take that scripture says, I would do all things to scriptures me and things about the me, but it's not about the me, it's about the he, about the Christ. Christ is successful. And I want you to remember in those adventures, it's terrifying. Because in every adventure, there's our time. You know, I mentioned Indiana Jones all the time. I mentioned those adventures, those are great adventures. But in every adventure, there's a boulder following you. There's moments of jumping. There's moments of giving me. I help you. Snakes. Well, you have serpents after you. The serpent, and you know the serpent I'm talking about, the enemy. There's always moments that we're terrified of those snakes. Now, I don't know about you, but if I fell into a, a big old room full of snakes, I'd be screaming like a woman of soprano. I mean, to tell you, I'd be like, ah, because I am not a fan of snakes. But every single day, the serpent is after us because we follow God. There's a boulder from this world following after us. Every single day, when you are following the Lord God, you will have serpents. You will have enemies of this world trying to stop you. That's an adventure. But it, it's difficult. It's difficult. And remember what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25 through 28. Here's what Paul says here. This is all the adventures Paul went through. You're talking about adventure. Long before Indiana Jones, there was Paul. This is what Paul says here. 2 Corinthians 11, 25 through 28. He's talking about his life. Now, he goes for a lot here, but I'm just going to mention 11, 2 Corinthians 11, 25 through 28. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I suffered shipwreck. 
a night and a day I have been to the deep. In periods often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of by the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils of the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils among false brothers, in weariness and painfulness and sleep, sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst and fastings often, and in cold and nakedness, beside the external things, the care of all the churches pressures me daily. Folks, Paul went through it all. And you may feel the same way. One day you wake up feeling good. Oh, I'm winning in the adventure of my life. The next day you feel naked, you feel cold, you feel, and then you feel like there's churches going against you. Then the next day you feel the snake coming against you. You feel like you're falling, there's spikes and everything else, and you feel shipwrecked and everything else. And then God pulls you back up again. Then here you go again. And then give me a whip. I'm going across the, the frame here, and you don't know what to do. But here's the thing. God is with you in your adventures. God is with you. Grab your fedora and go at it again because God is with you. And then you're going through the frontier land because you've got to remember you're going through new frontiers. Heaven is yours. Heaven is yours. You're walking through new spiritual frontiers every day. We're not talking about the frontiers of this land. No, 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 no. You're going through new spiritual frontiers every day when you're walking and following God. Every day is a brand new spiritual frontier. Amen. I don't know about you, but the more I grow in the Lord, I find out that I'm in a new terrain, a new spiritual terrain every day, a new spiritual frontier. I'm going to say, and I thought I couldn't get, I thought I couldn't go any higher on the spiritual mountain. I kept thinking I was going to fall down further in the pit. But the more I fall down, God picks me up and I go a little further up on that spiritual mountain. You know why? You're going on a new spiritual frontiers. I heard a man one time say, oh, I can't learn any more from the Bible than I already have. And I said, that shows you me that you are a spiritual midget because in reality, and that's nothing against people who literally have height problems. I'm talking about the fact that we can grow spiritually and go through new spiritual frontiers every day as long as we give ourselves to the Lord and follow him through his spiritual map, the word of God and the Holy Spirit guiding us. We're on our way. So take us through. The old world, they can't see it. But when the Lord shows us, you can see it. In fact, going back to Indiana Jones again, there was a moment in the last crusade, one of my favorites, last crusade. He can't see. He has to take a big giant step and he can't see where he's going. And he has to take a leap of faith. And when he goes and takes this great big step, the leap of faith, he just steps and he sees nothing there. Suddenly he looks down. He sees that there's a, there's a, a rock that he couldn't see before. And he's stepping up there. How many Christians have done that? We take a step of faith and suddenly we see there's a land, a step that we couldn't see before because God put it out before us. But we had to step out in faith. That's the new frontiers, the spiritual frontiers, new lands. The children of God traveled 40 years, 40 years because they wouldn't step out in faith. We talked about it last week. And then 70 years again, because why? They went to their own way and not the way of God. They had to get back to the promised land. Oh, we are on our way to the promised land, the promised frontier. We just got to keep following the Lord God. And then there's the fantasy land. 
Oh, there's a fantasy land. Do we have troubles? Oh, yes, we do. People think when the fantasy, there's no problems ever in a fantasy. Folks, I've never heard of fantasy yet where there's no trouble. I've never heard of a fantasy yet where there's no crazy witch. There's no crazy something or other going on. You know, you've, you've read fantasies. You've seen fantasies. There's always some kind of trouble. Yes, we have troubles. Yes, we have pains. Yes, we have problems every single day. But we have won. We have won not because we have won, but because there is glory through the Lord Jesus Christ. We know, we know, we know that we have won because Jesus Christ has already won and there is glory in heaven. And we know that the fantasy land that we're on our way to is heaven and Christ has got us there. Not because of us, but because he who lives within us. Amen. Because of Jesus Christ, we have our happily ever after in the afterlife. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 18. Romans chapter 8, 18 says this. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed to us. So when we suffer here on earth, and we do, we do, as I said a while ago, we have pains, we have sufferings, we go through all these things. But don't worry about the enemy trying to give you that sour apple with poison things because you already have your happily ever after. You're already okay. Don't take the apple. Just smack it out of his hand. You remember what he did to Adam and Eve? It wasn't an apple, by the way. It was just a fruit. We don't know what kind. Don't take it again. It's because of that that Christ came. Smack it out of the hand and say, I'm not going down that road again. I've already taken up the blood and I'm already okay. Don't you go down that road. Don't worry about that. You've already taken what you need. Philippians 1, chapter 6. Philippians 1, chapter 6. Philippians 1, chapter 6 says, I am confident. I'm confident of this very thing. That he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. And last but not least, tomorrow land. Tomorrow land. Folks, what is your tomorrow land? What is your tomorrow land? I know what mine is. And it is not because of my doing. It is because as a seven-year-old boy, oh, yes, just a... Just a couple years after I went and visited that place I was telling you about, just a couple years later, I asked Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior, and he saved that little lion sinner, and I no longer am myself, but I am saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, by that grace. I am now saved, and I know where I'm going. I am now saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, and I have grown ever since then. I am a brand new man, and I know where I'm going. I am going to go to Tomorrowland. I'm going to the future. My future relies not on my own, but, but, but it lies through God and through the fact that I am going where Christ is taking me. We have nothing to fear about our tomorrow. We have nothing to fear about our future because of Christ who lives within us. Amen. Amen. This is what it says in Jeremiah 29, verse 11. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 says this. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope, a future and a hope. And with Jesus Christ, you have the future and a hope. You have it. Oh, but step back. Here we go. Here we go. 
Listen to what Jesus said in Luke. The book of Luke. Oh, you're going to want to write this down. Every time, every time you start to feel afraid. Listen to what Christ says in Luke 12, 32. Luke 12, 32. Do not be afraid, little flock. For it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Oh, he's giving you the kingdom. Hallelujah. And then Isaiah 65, verse 17. For I created new heavens and a new earth. Oh, yes, he has a new heaven and a new earth. Hallelujah. It's going to be here, folks. It's going to be here. He's created new heaven, new earth. The former things shall not be remembered or come to mind. Folks. I remember as a kid, I used to think the happiest place on earth, as they said so many times, was Disney World, Disneyland, because of all the imaginative things, all the fun things. And it's fun to go to. It is. Expensive as all get out. But it was all sorts of fun. But folks, nothing, nothing on earth, nothing on this earth, nothing in your imagination is going to capture what Christ has for us in heaven on the new earth he is creating for us. And you already have the ticket through the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you have not, if you have not asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Savior, you're not going. You're not going. If you're one who hasn't asked Jesus Christ to save you, to save you through his blood, what he shed for you upon the cross and then rose again from the grave, and he will save you today. By his grace, not by your doings, but simply by your faith, calling out to you. And you can accept it today. You'll do it by grace. Simply by grace. And you can be welcomed into that new kingdom. It's not a magic kingdom. It's a majestic kingdom. Truly majestic. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 13 through 14 says this. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. And has transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption through his blood and forgiveness of sins. If you don't know exactly. Where you're going. Maybe you said a prayer. Maybe you've watched ministers on TV who said, if you believe he died on the cross, you can go to heaven. But folks, that's not quite accurate. Many people believe he died on the cross. Satan believes he died on the cross. But folks, it's not just believing he died on the cross. Praying to him and having absolute faith and understanding that he died and rose again. And if you call out to him and say, Lord, I believe that you are the only way into heaven. And I want to put all my faith into you. Save me, for I'm a sinner, and I deserve to burn in hell for eternity. And you do. Oh, that's kind of mean. Honesty always is. It's honest. I deserve to go to hell, and so do you. But Christ loves us so much, by his grace, we will be saved. Have faith in that. But what do I say, Pastor, when I say that prayer? It's not by your words. It's by your faith and belief in your heart. Would you say to him today, Christ, save me. I believe. 
If you say that with your heart and with your mind, he knows what you're saying. That's what you do. There's no magic word. It's what you believe. He'll take you up. He'll take you. Call out to him today. My adventure is following him. My, I want to go into his frontier every single day. My fantasy will be fact when his will comes true. The Tomorrowland is future. The future we, because we are on our way, on our way to the majestic kingdom of God, which is heaven. There will be a new earth, a kingdom here. That is the future. And today, if you don't know, if you're going to that majestic kingdom of the Lord, that can change today. Or if you're on your way to the majestic kingdom, but you know that you don't deserve it, well, first of all, get in line. And two, if you feel that you haven't been following him like you should, well, that can change today, too. That can change today. And as we go to close today, I'm going to read one more thing. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. We need to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Let's bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that you're with us today. We pray that you'll be with us now that you will lead us and guide us, and that you will help us. Help us, Lord, not to follow our own fantasies, to go to our own frontiers and adventures, Lord, seeking tomorrows that we would like, but, Lord, that we would like to follow you, and that you will help us to, to find the things that you have for us, and that our tomorrow will be your kingdom. That's what I pray for. There be anyone, Lord, who's right now needing who's right now is seeking their own way, their own treasures, Lord. I pray, Lord, that they will find you and not their own way. I pray all this in your holy name, precious Lord. Amen and amen.